You are listening to the podcast, To Be Single or Not To Be, by Shanna Montana. A podcast where we talk about the single life, dating, and relationships, so you can make a decision at the end of each episode and decide to be single or not to be. That is the final question. So today's topic is let's talk about labels again. And this is a topic that we have been talking about on this show for probably, I think like since season two, maybe season one, but anywho, here we are 2022 and this podcast started in 2019 and we are still having to have conversations around labels because I really think, you know, of course we see so much on social media, but I see people who sit in a seat of like, I don't really care about labels. And I wonder like, hmm, do you not really care? Or is that like a defensive coping mechanism because you don't have the label that you want? And then you have people on the other side of it that are like, I want the label. I want the the, the ring. I want the title, you know, that are very serious about it from the beginning. And no shade to either one if that's how you feel. But I'm more so what inspired me really to come back and talk about this again was because I see so much on my favorite show, Divorce Court, and I see so much on so many of these other social media platforms where I see women kind of get the short end of the stick when what I feel is them kind of lying to themselves aloud, saying like, I don't care if I don't have the title of boyfriend or I don't want to be married because he says that he doesn't want to be married. You know, it's just like a lot of things that it's like conflicting information. And I'm like, we really, in order for us to have happy and healthy relationships, we have to be very uh, intentional about what we want and we have to be serious about it. So if you want the label of a girlfriend or a wife, you have to stand on that and you really can't let anybody else deter you from that, no matter how they feel. Because if they feel differently, you know, I probably don't need to be together anyway. So that's my two cents to begin with. But before we get into the episode, I did want to introduce two of our amazing guests. And the first one would be Tori, our in-house wife. We're so glad to have you back on the show, but tell the people who you are, even though they probably already know. Hello, I am Tori. For probably know me as T-Baby in previous episodes. Um, I am a professional development consultant um, in my own time, but during the daytime, I'm a healthcare professional, um, and I'm just here. I'm glad to be back. It's been a very long time. <laughs> glad to have you. <laughs> Up next, we have Miss Daria. I always want to say Daria like Maria, since you told me. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to connect that to your name now, but Miss Daria, tell the people who you are. I am Daria like Maria. It's the easiest way for people to uh, pronounce my name, right? But I am Daria Anderson. In my um, in my business world, I am. I work in the wonderful world of accounts payable, plugging numbers. Let's go. But in my passionate world, I am the host of Hot Tea with D, a self improvement, inspiring, and informational podcast for women. I love it. I love it. A fellow pop- podcaster, T baby, do you? Do you have a podcast or did you have one? What's going on with that? Sort of I had one. Well, we had a group podcast. It was called Petty Grinds. Um, a lot of things happened. I had a baby. <laughs> so that gave everybody an excuse to be like, okay, we're going to chill. We're going to wait for the second season. And then, you know, life. So we're working on, we're in the middle of like a rebranding, but we're definitely getting to that. <laughs> getting back to it. Good. I love hearing so. Before we get into the topic, I did say that early, before we get into it, before we get into it for real, y'all, I do want to ask you ladies, on a scale of one to five, five being the best it's ever been in your life, 
how would you currently rate your love life? I'm going to say up to five. I mean, ever, you know, when you say in my life, there was some one times in my life and I, I got a good one. So I'm going to go ahead and claim this five proudly. <laughs> right. I know that's right. I'm happily married for eight years and, uh, and counting. I love it. I love it. What about you, Tori? I'm going to back that up and say a five. Definitely uh, <laughs> the best relationship and um, preferably so would be the last relationship. Hello, it is. Oh, hello, somebody. <laughs> but I have also been married. will be five years in September um, and counting. <laughs> Some five, yep. eight years. I'm just trying to get in the number. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So as I said earlier, we are back at it again and we're talking about labels. So you know, and I gave him a whole little spiel earlier because some people just don't get it. It's like a lot of people walking around, quote unquote, together, but doing two different things. So we have to address it. Now, I know you two ladies are married because you just told us how happily married you are. So tell the listeners, did you always know that you wanted that label, quote unquote, or that title of wife? I always knew <laughs> that I wanted to be, I wanted the you know, the family, going to church every Sunday, um, cooking Sunday dinner, all that great. Cooking Sunday so, Listen, <clears throat> I don't even cook Monday through Friday dinner. So I don't know what, I don't know what made me think I was going to be cooking Sunday dinner, but maybe um, we're still working on that part. Um, <laughs> but I will say, I always want to be wife. Now, I will say, um, like my late 20s, things got a little, mm, I was like, well, maybe, you know, I need to reconsult with the Lord because maybe wife is just not on the board right now. And I'm okay with that. Um, <laughs> thankfully, I did meet my Prince Charming. <laughs> oh, the Lord. <laughs> yeah, I would, I, I would agree with that. I knew, I feel like there was never a time that I didn't think that I would be a wife. And it, I know that it has to do with uh, my mom. I mean, she was an amazing wife and mother watching her do that. My dad passed away. That's why I say was, but um, wonderful wife and mother. So I, I watched that and wanted that for myself because it, it seemed like what was supposed to happen for me. If she's my role model and I'm looking at that, then to me, one day that's what I'm going to do. And then when I got older and understood that it, it could or could not be, or may or may not be, I still wanted it because it just looked beautiful to me. And I, I wanted that companionship. Right. I love that. So tell me, what do you all feel like you gained from getting married? Because, you know, you have people out here who are saying uh, it's just a piece of paper. I don't believe in that. I think it's much more than a piece of paper. So what do you all feel? I could, this is maybe a better way of saying it. What are the benefits in your world of being married? It's a whole life partnership, like in real life. Like, you know, a lot of times I might post something on Facebook and write um, hashtag Anderson or hashtag team Anderson. And then I come behind it and I'm like, it's more than a hashtag though. Like we really are a team. Like we really for real work together. And I love that I could be with somebody who loves me, who I love, and we can look at life together. Any situation that comes before us, we can look at it together and work through it. Yeah. He's my best friend. Like, hey. Yes. Um, everything. Yes. All that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, to me, it, just to piggyback off that, even like stability um, with just friendships and just growing through life, you know, so they, how they say some people are for a season, some people for a reason, things like that. So, you know, people are in and out your life. But once you meet that Prince Charming or that person that is for you, um, you're just a team and you know that that's here to stay. And that's one thing you can count on. Like, 
okay, I have my best friends, yes, but if I call them, they not, they're not going to answer the phone. I know if I call my husband, like, look, I need some help with this. Um, like recently, um, I'm working on my professional plan. Um, and that's just to say, I'm trying to figure out certifications and things like that so I can get to where I really want to be, like really critical thinking of it. And we literally stayed up all night and he helped me work through that because when I make it and when I'm stable, he's stable and then the family's stable. So um, yeah, that partnership it's a beautiful, is amazing. It's a beautiful thing. I'm not married, but I just think about <laughs> um, situations when I've had partnership and, and when it was serious and we were on the same page, like times where I'm sitting there like trying to think something through and I bounce it off on this person and they're able to come back and just kind of help me talk through some things that might've been causing me stress or anxiety or worry or whatever the negative connotation might've been, the negative feeling might've been, but you have that partner who really is right there. Like, I'm gonna root you through this. I'm gonna help you through this. Whatever I need to do, I got you. And like you said, friends are there and you can call your friends and they be there as much as they can. But in that right. partnership of a husband or wife, you know, a hundred percent, like you, you stuck with me forever. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so why do you all think people try to minimize or reduce marriage to just a piece of paper? Why do we do that? Cause they don't want to do it. So then, ah. look, I'm gonna tell you, it's just a piece of paper. So I can minimize that thing for you, boo. And then we ain't gotta worry about the piece of paper. I didn't want to do it, no way. Yeah, I think it's um, how you said earlier, like a defense mechanism. So either it's one or two things going on. Either you don't want to do it yourself, you don't want to do the work, um, you don't want to go through the commitment, or you're so you're afraid that you're never gonna meet that person who wants to meet you where you want to be committed. Mm. Um, yeah, so this one of those. <laughs> that's it, that's the easiest way out of something, excuse. You know, <laughs> I didn't want to do it no way. So if I can get you to believe that it's just a piece of paper, then I give it all one and we all win, quote unquote win. Right. Really, you are the one winning. And if someone decides to fall into that trap, then, you know, that's right. a whole nother episode. You know, so <laughs> I would ask, you know, you all could tell us a story time if you like. Have you ever dealt with hesitation or just a hard no from someone when you wanted a label and they did not? I have. Okay, I have your face. <laughs> I got plenty. You want to see my resume? I will send it out. <laughs> no. I remember this one guy that I dated right before I met my husband. Well, me and my husband had known each other for a very long time. Right before we decided to take our friendship beyond the friendship. But, um... <laughs> He, I mean, we were doing everything. Like everybody on campus thought we were together. And I'm just playing. I'm like, yeah, I'm his girl. Like, I'm, you know, I'm just gonna wait for him to ask me his girlfriend. Never happened. So I remember one night I literally was like, okay, so what, you know, the infamous, what are we doing? Uh, yep. And he was like, well, you know, I'm just, you know, I think we in a great place. And I'm like, boo, tomato, tomato. <laughs> okay, I'm throwing him straight at his head. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of slept on it and I kind of like in his face I was just kind of like okay whatever but my mom, I'm like what is it long story short I found out he had like a girlfriend of years I'm talking like six Whoa. seven years back home wow and every time I've been in that situation where a guy's not like again he's against labels it's always something else going on it's not because like you know I'm not worthy because I I really feel so bad for women who are like oh maybe it's just not me it's like babe, sometimes every girl is literally not you it's like he's just that he has way too much going on so in this instance yeah he was talking to somebody well he was in a relationship with someone else how did you find out girl facebook <laughs> every time 
I had to, I had to go on my inspector gadget and I was like, something is just, so I had to sit in myself and I'm like, let me just do some research. <laughs> and I probably should have did it long before I did it, but you know. And literally, did you go to his Facebook page and an old girl was sitting right there looking at you? And she was like, coming on. And I'm like, this girl, let me go to her page. So I found like all pictures of him and her together. Um, and she didn't speak English. So I'm pressing translation on her page. Like, <laughs> why does your story keep getting funnier a little bit? <laughs> And I'm about to make it go a step further because I'm definitely about to ask. So once you uncovered the information, what did you do next? I basically called him and went off. And like his friends, you know, in college, it's like everybody knows everybody. Everybody's in everybody's business for whatever reason. So his friend was like, yo, man, I don't know why. Like, I, it just wasn't my business to tell you, but I don't know why you couldn't see. I'm like, what, what you mean? We going to the movies. We going out to eat. Like, we going on vacation. What was there to see? Like, I'm thinking I'm on the road to where I want to go he basically been boozled me <laughs> did he have any answers or he just was like man he was just kind of like I never told you he was very bold I never told you um I was ready for you to be my girlfriend he like never really addressed the fact that I found all this information out because he probably couldn't even wrap his mind around it like this girl went <laughs> for all this stuff but yeah <laughs> He was just like, I never told you. And we actually haven't talked since then. He's reached out to my friends to tell me things. Oh. Girl, he's a lighter and lit your ass on fire with the gas. <laughs> <laughs> what you mean? I never said we was together, even though I took you out 86 times this year. I never thought you was my girl, even though we was doing everything that reflected a relationship. Never. And that's what women have, especially women, have to stop doing is putting themselves in situations where somebody can tell you, I yes. told you that. Like, yes. like, it's the worst. And you were hit the uh, nail on the head, Tori, when you said when people are pushed back on the labels, in my experience as well, it's been because it was something else going on. And of course, mm -hmm. when you're in it, you start questioning yourself, like, is it me? Do I not look good? Yeah. Am I not this? And then when you, and of course, hindsight is 2020, you look back, oh, that's because you was messing with three other girls. And one mm -hmm. of them probably did have that label of a girlfriend, foolishly to her, but it's, it's, it's yeah. definitely always that. So Daria, what's been your experience with that? Have you experienced that same, you know, pushback? All, all my life I had to fight. I mean, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I was like this. at some point, you know, mama knows best. And at some point my mama looked at me and said, you are dating men who are emotionally unavailable. Right. And I was like, Hmm, how you know but you know she started breaking things down to me and it was what I was doing over and over again so I would date um I feel like I put myself out there I, I was um I'm an open book so mm -hmm. what you see is what you get I'm not gonna create some representative and then you gotta find me out later so if I'm dating you for a little bit I was always pretty quick to be like who are we? What are we? What are we doing? Where you see yourself in five dates? That was my MO. And I think I was a little pushy. Okay. But at the same time, I do feel like there I was met with a lot of pushback at times. And I'm like, well, I'm I don't, I just don't have the time for you to play games with me because I can literally see that your intention for me is to play games with me because we're we've gone at this for long enough where I mean, you want me or not? Nah? Like. It's what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? I love it. Uh, you said, what do you see yourself in five dates? 
<laughs> that is very interesting because I'm over here thinking like in five days. I know, girl. You don't know him. He don't know you. <laughs> not at all. Because we can say because you know to have crab legs. I'm probably not even talking to you the whole day. So <laughs> I was thinking like y'all. So y'all date once a month. Like what's the content on this? <laughs> Okay, okay, I kid, I kid. I might not have necessarily seen that, but it was the sentiment. I acted like that, and yeah. that's why I say I was a little pushy myself. But at the same time, it's because I knew what I was bringing to the table, and I knew who I was. I was not hiding anything. So, if I think that you're coming with that same energy, and we're both not hiding anything, then I at some point I'm going to want to clarify what this is so that I can act accordingly because if what it is is just friends then I'll date somebody else too because I understand what this is but if what it is is an exclusive relationship then I'll hold off and I won't date anybody else because of what it is but if you won't even give me the common courtesy to label it right then I'm gonna be like I'm out I'm out. Deuces. Nothing wrong with it at all. That's, that's all. So do you all think women are being honest with themselves when they say they are okay, are okay with not having a label? No. I was, <laughs> it's like as bad as I want to believe, like there, I mean, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Not at some point. I mean, it, obviously when you first meet somebody, I don't need a label today. It's Tuesday. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, hi, nice to meet you. It's Tuesday. I don't need your label. But at some point you've been riding with this dude for two years or riding with this person for two years or so and saying, I'm comfortable with no label. I, do, I, I don't really think that maybe you might be lying to yourself. Mm. And so maybe you think that that's okay because you're not dealing with the truth that's deeper within. But I don't think that people, yeah. I mean, you're going to go to work every day without a title. Just clocking in, but that's why people just be out here clocking in to quote unquote relationships. But I agree. I think, like you said, the first day, the first five dates, maybe I may not <laughs> be able to uh, get that that title. But I think at some point you do have to have a way of understanding your role in that person's yeah. life. Because do you all think you know? Hmm. Can a relationship, can it really form or go anywhere if you get into a situation with someone where you've said it's okay for us to never have a label? And you know, if you tell a man that he's going to take that and run like hell with it. So <laughs> if you give somebody that ammunition, they're going to take that baton and run like Usain Bolt. And tell, like, <laughs> you, you said that you was okay with not having a label, but I met Sister Cat over here and she said she wanted one. So I gave it to her. Yeah, I was gonna say I think there's value in labels. So that's where I, I think that's where the mind block is for me when people say, Oh, I'm okay with not having labels. So you don't value the relationship. You have no intentions on making the relationship more than going out to eat or going to the movies because you don't even you're not even valuing the person that you're dating. Yeah. That makes um, a lot of sense. That makes a lot yeah. of sense. And I was going to come to you. I was going to ask you all, like, what is your stance on it? Because if you point out, okay, we go out to eat, we're going to the movies. Okay, that's cool. But then what are the next steps? Because it should elevate us doing more things, getting more serious, spending more time. And then if I am six to nine months in, okay, are we still just kind of playing? Like, what, 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 where is the value? So going back to you, um, you feel like they are needed, Tori. And Daria, you feel the same. What, what game is a person playing if they decide to step into the ring with somebody and say, like, I don't need a label ever. I'm good. What kind of game? What do you think? Can that relationship go anywhere? No, nah, that's Russian roulette. Who's that? 
Yeah, it's, pro- it's protection. It's it's like a you know a defense mechanism to when you're saying I'm cool, I'm good. Um, it's like I'm gonna enter this this ring and play the same game that you're playing with me. So I'll just walk this same line. But if 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 that person tells you, all right, now I'm ready to snatch you up, are you still gonna say I don't want a label? Yeah. No. When yeah. he, when that person says I'm ready to snatch you up. You're gonna get snatched. Okay. And then you're gonna be like, all right, I'll rock the labels. I mean, <laughs> that's kind of what I think. Yeah. Yeah. And what would you all say? Because I'm just my wheels are really turning now. And I think back to times when I sat in a seat and in the beginning, maybe like T Baby, when you mentioned you were just kind of going with the flow. You asked him, you know, the what are we? And I'm sure <laughs> said something that made that kind of went in a circle, never probably fully answered. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what made you stay there and say, okay, and I'm gonna keep on. I'm gonna keep in this circle with him. I think, nah, oh Lord, this is some <laughs> self work. Because when I was younger, I used to just date any, you know, whatever. Anyways, um, <laughs> I think I liked him so much, I didn't want to let go of what I thought we could be. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, well, maybe I, he had me thinking I was being kind of impatient. Mm-hmm. Um, because even as you say, you know, you ask where are we going to be in five dates or whatever. To me, that's not a bad question to ask. Because like, if that's my standard, <laughs> that's yeah. my standard. But like, I think I was just kind of like trying to call myself trying to compromise because I thought the way he was making it seem was like, well, not even that he said anything. His actions to me show like we were going to, eventually you wanted to take me more seriously. So I think I just kind of psyched myself out. And just find myself thinking like, okay, if I continue to be who I am, but he's obviously showing or finding some type of value in me because he's calling me every day. We going places, we doing things. So, you know, if I just hold out a little bit more, it's going to be more than what it was. And that was just a lie. <laughs> just like, I'm going to hold on because it's coming. Hold on. Maria, <laughs> what about two times when you, you know, stayed in a situation where someone didn't want to label things or gave you that pushback? What made you continue? what I wanted. So um, I think that what made me continue when I got pushed back was I knew what I wanted. So like, like Tori was saying, holding out for what I want out of this relationship, out of this situation, because it wasn't a relationship yet, because I didn't get the, the label. But I was looking at what who this guy was, how he acted, how, you know, what I could see. And I know that I want to be this man's girlfriend one day. So I was like, I'm gonna hold out and see where this goes. But you can only hold out for so long. And me, I got too much in me, my heart, my gut, it just keeps spilling out my mouth. So so if I said it once, then we're going to come back to this conversation again. And if you push back on me again, then I, I completely understand now. Like one time I had a guy tell me, I said, hey, there's this wedding coming up this weekend. And I wanted to know if you wanted to go. This dude said to me, oh, that's the kind of thing you do with your boyfriend. I was like, oh, my God. it is clear to me today. <laughs> I said, got it okay I understand I understand <laughs> that was the end of that <laughs> like, did you keep talking to him after that or did you kind of say no 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 after that he made it so clear to me that is what you do with your boyfriend I am saying to you right now today I am not going to be your boyfriend so that was so clear yeah I was like got it I think I put, picked him a person went on home I mean like what else, we what else do you do yeah I- Gather your things and leave. That's all you can do. (laughs) 
It's one of those. I want to play this game because we're talking about labels. And I think there if that if people are going to actually listen to the advice, because I so wish they would and go forward and say, you know, well, I'm going to get serious about labels or I'm sitting here kind of thinking about my situation and and I need a label to know what we're doing. We're going to play a little game where we're going to go through and talk about some different labels. And I want you guys to tell me, like, what do these mean? Because you have these different interpretations of like, you know, hanging out, dating, casual relationship, friends with benefits. You know, it's so many, many things out here pushing pee i don't even know what that is it's what <laughs> me somebody gonna have to explain so but i'm like pushing what like okay. pushing powder baby powder like <laughs> it's so much so we're gonna start so and this is i think our generation this first one so if somebody says we just talking what does that mean some foolishness uh <laughs> i guess talking is like that stage before it exclusive dating so we're just almost like the chilling and exclusive chill we're just talking yeah getting to know each other and making a decision on if we really gonna go any further than flirting with each other right well you probably strong netflix and chilling you know yeah (laughs) all right the next one when someone says i'm dating someone what does that mean It's a little more um, serious than just talking. I've decided that I have um, done, you know, a little more than getting to know you. We're still in that getting to know you stage, but I've gotten to know you enough to decide that I want to date you Mm -hmm. and see where that goes. So do you believe in this? I've heard people say dating literally means that I'm just going on dates with you. Or is that a way of somebody trying to say, you know, like, what do y'all think about that? Because I feel like that's a tricky, uh, a play on work. It is, it's like a little thin line. It's a thin line. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think dating goes further than talking, but I, at the point that we're dating, I'm investing like money, depending on how much the dates mm-hmm. are, things like that. I've decided that I like you. So I'm going to put this attention on you. Now, if I'm just talking to you, baby, I'm probably, ooh, I would do it talking on the phone. So I'm yeah. probably talking on the phone to several people. You know what I mean? But if I'm dating, <laughs> right. You know, that means I'm focused on us trying to see if, you know, me liking you can go a little bit deeper, a little bit further than just, you know, the physical attraction or the first initial like mental attraction. Yep, I agree. So would you all say that when a person, say if they are dating, that you have to have a talk if you are exclusively dating before you get into a relationship? Or do you say we're going to go from dating to just in a relationship? Like, is there a difference? Yeah, I would, I, would I, do, I agree with that. Yeah. For the story that I just told, because I thought I was. <laughs> <laughs> you thought know. you were exclusively dating somebody and you were not. <laughs> so, I think it, at one time I would have, I would have thought that dating meant exclusive. I would have thought that that meant that. Yep. But like you said, T-Baby, from the experiences, you get to a point where you're like, okay, wait a minute. I guess we need a moment of clarity yes. here. And I need to understand, are we dating or are we dating exclusively? Yes. Because, uh, you know, people take that and run. I date you. I date this person. I date that person too. But are you dating me exclusively? So yep. that's that's phase three, I guess. Talking, dating exclusively. <laughs> phase three and they need to add on uh monogamous within that exclusively because they may think i'm exclusively dating you and you over here had sex in somebody else listen that ain't fair but you know but men will do it and women too i ain't gonna put it all on men but i think yeah like you said having that uh centering moment 
Are we exclusive? Yeah. Everything down exclusively, whatever that comes with. Are we doing it exclusively <laughs> between you and I? So right. we move on to, we know what in a relationship means. I think people, y'all got that one covered. You should know that. Um, what if someone, what is the definition these days of friends with benefits? Does that still exist? Y'all know in 2022, everything is so different. Um, is that still just kind of, let me ask a better question. Do y'all think people really can be friends with benefits? I don't think that women can. I think that men can. Okay. I've seen it exist very short-lived, very short-lived. I've never done it because I know I know my boundaries. I can't do it. But <laughs> I've seen it and it's usually short-lived because somebody, typically the woman, I hate to say it, typically the woman is like, all right, let's wrap this up. What are we doing? Like, are we going to, are we going to date? Are we going to be in a relationship? What are we going to do? I mean, yeah. So I, pro- not longevity, no. <laughs> yeah, I just don't think that we are, okay. And when I say this, I'm going to try my hardest not to be completely absolute. There right. are obviously um, individuals who can do, you know, a lot of different things, right? Mm-hmm. So there's individuals who don't fit into this general statement that I'm about to make. But I just think that in general, women are wired a certain way. And we are, our weary emotion, you know, our emotions lead us. And I, I feel like, I feel like our hearts and vaginas are connected. Like, I mean, I just feel like you just, I don't feel like you can do that and not get connected to it. Not in my experiences. I agree. I think that, you know, like you said, for the perfect people out there, turn your ears off because this doesn't apply to you. Yeah. <laughs> But I think in most instances, uh, you have far and few women who can do it because eventually, you know, you're going to start out. You may say, yeah, we're just friends with benefits. He's just my maintenance man, this and that. And, but you, some women do it as a way they think they can sex a man down into being in a relationship. So I'm going to use this and use the power it has to try to convince him to be in a relationship that's not going to work long term. And then the other side of it is you may start out thinking like, oh, we just cool. It's just casual. But then the emotional creatures that we are, some feelings or something becomes attached because you are having sex with a person. So that very likely can happen. So I think it's a very dangerous game. And I would say in my experience of talking to friends that are my age, when I've seen women who have done it, it's been women that are like, say in a season. And literally when I say season, I mean like three, four months of like, I don't want a relationship, but I do need a maintenance man. And this is what's going on. And it's literally like you, it's a transaction. You doing the deed, you're not spending the night. I'm not cooking nothing. You're leaving as soon as it's over. And X, X, Y, Z, allegedly. Mm-hmm. That's right here. Y'all out there doing, you know, but. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, one specific thing I'm thinking about in my mind, it's like, even for women, like we even want like exclusive friends with benefits. So if we don't be friends with benefits, you can only be friends with benefits with me. And it's like, baby, that's not how, it's- <laughs> not how it works. That's like, I had a friend talking about, she want a one night stand to turn to a relationship. I said, girl, that's not how it go. I said, <laughs> one night stand is just that. One night only, I'm from out of town. What are you talking about? <laughs> Not a long time, okay? Yeah, and then, that, like, that, that our emotional selves. I want you got to be just my friend with benefits. Um, you can't put these stipulations on. <laughs> right at that point, it's a relationship. Y'all in a relationship, yeah. <laughs> That's why we doing this, because he probably don't want the relationship. So then we have diminish ourselves and just take what we can you know sometimes that's how women fall into that like if all I can get is sex I'm just gonna take it if y'all gotta choose to take it or leave it leave it stop taking it so Mm -hmm. that's that on that so the next title um how do y'all feel about so we know a boyfriend girlfriend significant other I think they all kind of fall in the same thing or some people may say partner 
Mm-hmm. What do y'all think about like when people are grown? I have a friend that hates when or just strongly dislikes when people are like grown, grown and like this is my boyfriend, it's my girlfriend. I'm like, well, it is. Like, what? How should you describe them? Uh, how do y'all feel about that terminology? Do you feel like after you reach a certain age, it should be like it's my man, it's my woman? Like, you know, what do y'all think? I think me and my aunt just had this conversation. It's so funny because she was like, you know what? I'm never hear you uh, <laughs> refer to Mel as your husband, and I'm like, I don't, but. <laughs> I'm like y'all know it's my husband. I don't ever have to say my husband because you know well, it's my husband. But if I'm like talking to a stranger, I'm like, oh yeah, my husband, my husband, my husband. But sometimes I get on my own nerves saying that, and I just <laughs> want to refer to him as male. I'm like, he is who he is. <laughs> yeah. When I get married, I'm a my husband y'all down. <laughs> my husband to death for like a straight year i'm telling y'all right now <laughs> when, I, when i think about my married friends in reality because i remember oprah said that once like i love when i hear women say like my husband but i'm like most of my married friends just be like male bob yeah. you know? like they just <laughs> they'll be like my husband because if we having a conversation if i'm saying you know yeah me and tori did this she like yeah me and so-and-so it's not i guess conversationally right. you, daria are you more of a my husband or do you say his name typically in conversation well, like Tori said, so if it's a stranger, obviously I'm going to say my husband, you know, um, when my friends, I typically call him by name because they know him. So if I'm saying my husband, I'm probably being a little petty. Shall, let me tell you what my husband done done now. So it's probably a little bit like that, but sometimes I'm in a real loving space and I'm like, my husband is so sweet. So I, I just kind of, you know, whatever comes out my mouth that day. <laughs> I think to say my friend is with the girlfriend boyfriend thing. I'm like, girl, girl, boy, man, y'all, it don't matter. As long as I got yeah, whatever, whatever, as long as y'all understand what the definition behind it is. Hello, that's me. It whatever. Me and I am him. Yeah. As long as you clear. Yeah. <laughs> that's why, and that's why we are defining these terms today. So the last one, I'm gonna bring up open relationship. What is you all's definition of an open relationship? You single. <laughs> <laughs> It mean y'all do whatever y'all want to do and everybody's feelings are supposed to be intact, but I don't, I don't, I don't know how they can do that, but that's what I would understand it to mean. I would understand it to mean you do what you want. I do what I want and everybody's feelings supposed to be fine. Mm. I don't know how that's going to happen. <laughs> it ain't going to happen over here. Right. <laughs> because they said that is a form of consensual non-monogamy. So you're basically saying I'm going to be, I'm going to sign up to be in a situationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you have it. So if you are. <laughs> that's I'm like, I have not, that's, that word, that phrase makes me speechless. I'm like, how? And I have a, it's an episode that's going to be, uh, that came out earlier this season on uh, polyamorous and non-monogamous relationships. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, and being a podcaster on relationships, you do a lot of research and come across a lot of things. And I just have started to see it more, not that it's new, but new to me mm-hmm. seeing it. Um, where there are more people that are, it seems, it's, it's becoming more mainstream about the non-monogamous and the um, open relationships. And I'm just like, you know, y'all just better be careful and understand what you're signing up for. Because what I found uh, when I spoke to uh, the person who was on the pod about it, um, they painted a very clear picture to me that in that world and in the monogamous world, you're still going to have problems. You're still going to have issues because, you know, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes people will run to maybe, you know, I just 
say if you are straight, I, it's both sides of it. Cause I'm thinking back to the conversation. Say if I've always been with me and you know, I have a bad relationship well, maybe I need to be with women, but then I go over there and try something. And then I'm like, well, maybe I need to be in an open relationship. You go through all these hurdles and battles, yeah. you go through bad experiences. But at the end of the day, I promise you, whether you were a man, woman, cat, dog, you're still going to have your fair share of trials and tribulations. So yeah. I just think, yeah. well, that's something with the open relationship thing. I know if they, they say everything ain't for everybody. I know that ain't for everybody. And it absolutely ain't for me. So, mm-hmm. right. Not a soldier in that army. Like, Not at all. So, just a little recap, listeners. You know, an open relationship. Be careful with that one. If you boyfriend, girlfriend, significant other, you all know what it is. Call them whatever they like. Friends with benefits. Another dangerous game. Don't play that one if you don't have the armor and ammunition to be a part of that. <laughs> And then, of course, in a relationship and then dating, I think that's a huge one. You all have to know if you're dating exclusively, dating is exclusive from the bottom to the top, from the rooted to the tootie. You got to know what you're doing. And then you have to know if you are just talking um, what that looks like. So I think it's important with those labels to make sure that whoever you are encountering, that you both are on the same page. Don't assume because you will wind up making an ass of yourself. So. On that note, I want to ask this question before we go into the living single segment. If someone is in the game of, you know, I'm going to stick to the labels, but I'm kind of unsure about, you know, if I don't want to go off with the five date method, what method should I use as far as like a timeline? So say if it's zero to 12 months, at what, what point should I start thinking about or bringing up a label to my potential partner? From the beginning, if that's what you, if that's what you're seeking at some point. And then there, from there, y'all can discuss like what that looks, what that time looks like for him or her. And then what that timeline looks like um, for you. Cause I think everybody has their different. Now, I mean, I ain't gonna date you for too long. At, at, about month six, I'm gonna be like, all right. Yeah. What's happening? But you know, it just looks different for everybody. But I think it should come up in the beginning because I think you could avoid a lot of red flags, a lot of time wasted. Yeah. Um, if you communicate that in the beginning. I would definitely agree with that. I think six months is um, a pivotal, a pivotal moment in a um, in some time spent. And I don't think that, you know, everybody's different. Everybody's paths are different. And I would even say that age plays a part in yeah. that time frame too, because uh, I looked at dating one way when I was nineteen, and when I got into them thirties, I don't have the same amount of time that I had when I was nineteen. So. I could play with you a lot longer. I could get to, you know, spend a lot longer time with you at 19 because I'm not even ready. Right. I'm not even ready to move forward. But in, in my thirties, um, I want to know what your, what seriously your goals are for a relationship. So I think that like around six months, I'm not saying that you have to, that has to be a cutoff, mm-hmm. but at six months, I think that you guys sh- would probably know each other to a point where you could at least start um, considering what what we're going to call this. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, I fair. Agree. that's very fair because like you said, the time and energy I had at 19, I feel a damn show. <laughs> 30 plus. I'm about to play those games with you. And on that note, we'll be right back with the Living Single segment. This now brings us to the Living Single segment of the podcast. It's simply a segment where we want to send you good vibes, good energy, and give good advice on any questions that you may have about being single, dating, or relationships. Remember, nothing is off limits. 
So, welcome to the Living Single segment of the show, and let's get into it. All right, so now this brings us to the Living Single segment of the show, and today's question is from our Instagram DMs, and it reads... I am a 42-year-old man, but I only prefer women who are 25 or younger. I am not a pedophile, but society makes me feel like that preference is wrong. To be single or not to be, what do you all think? I like what I like, and I don't see anything wrong with it. Well, you obviously see something wrong with it. Yeah, because you're right. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) All right, there. So what do you ladies say to this 42-year-old man? I'm glad he clarified that he's not a pedophile. Um, number one. Number two, <laughs> I I guess there's nothing wrong with it. If you have a preference, it's your preference. But I would also question myself as to why is that a preference? What what about someone that's 25 and younger is attracting to me so much to where I'm like, I don't want to date anybody over 25. R. Kelly, is this you? Just say Yeah, because um, <laughs> something smells fishy in the water. <laughs> <laughs> what's happening <laughs> yeah because it's it's like you said you have to ask yourself why why is this um such a strong cutoff it's mm-hmm. not you know it's not as though the person is saying i'm willing to date as young as 25 yeah. this person is saying 25 yeah. or younger so i'm not willing to date anyone my age yeah. or even 26 yeah. but yeah. i got to date you if you're 25 or younger so if that's your preference and that person is a fully grown consenting adult there's nothing necessarily wrong with it but it is a space where you can ask yourself what has happened in my life was going on to where I'm not willing to entertain some woman who has lived a lot more life and who has experienced a lot more things. Is that the angle? Yeah. I'm going to tell you as a, I'm, th- I'm 30 about to be 31. Um, but if I were 25 and a 42 year old man approached me and it, that was clear that that was his cut off his preference, that would scream red flags at me. Yeah. It should. It would yell red flags. <laughs> I would be like, so 42-year-old women ain't dating you? Like, what's going on? You ain't got no yeah. phone. Okay. Happening. You drop hopping. What's happening? <laughs> like, yeah. A little bit more context on this, brother. Yeah, what is yeah. going on with you? But then what's the, going on? <laughs> like Daria pointed out, with you having that hard stop, you do know that people age past 25. So mm-hmm. are you right. <laughs> Are you dating just casually and then just kind of leave them to the wayside on their 26th birthday? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> how is this working? Are you going out and finding 20 year olds? And when they reach 25, you're done. Like, you know what, how are you maneuvering that hard stop mm-hmm. of a number? And I agree with yeah. you. You have to tap into why you don't want to date women your age with that experience, with that knowledge, with that, you know, uh, that wherewithal, they just, they have, they're able to kind of meet you where you are if they're closer right. to age. So if you're chasing after that magical number, this sounds like a damn criminal uh, mind <laughs> episode. <laughs> like we over here profiling somebody. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, the age old, oh, well, the younger they are, the more fun they are. Like, maybe you need to, you need to widen your pool variance because they're, I mean, my mom is not 42. I will say that I was her age, but she's not 42 and she's going on vacation. She's doing things. So like, who are you yeah. dating? <laughs> who are you yeah. dating? Who are you dating? Where are you meeting these people? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Again, R. Kelly, if this is you, you could have <laughs> just said that. <laughs> honest from the beginning. 
say that. So on that note, sir, you know what you need to do. You you keep playing in that in the at the playground with them kids if you want to for a little while. And maybe you'll fall and bump your head and get come yeah. to the <laughs> I'm sensibly knocked into you but again you like what you like and if you don't see nothing wrong with it if you like it we don't love it but we gonna let you do your thing so (laughs) on that note if you all want to have us answer a question on your letter feel free to write in on Instagram you can send it via my DMs to be single or not to be or on the website www.shannamontana.com and on that note we will be right back with the resolution All right, so now this brings us to the resolution segment of the show, and we're just going to do a quick roundtable with you ladies. So what would you all say the resolution is to understanding the importance of labels and making sure you have one if that is what you personally desire? Um, just staying in what you want and the things that you're looking for out, out of a romantic relationship. So um, if you want labels, and if you're comfortable with labels, then that's okay. And be able to move on. Don't be trying to hold on <laughs> to the idea of what you thought y'all were going to be and all that. Trust me. Please, let it go. <laughs> yeah. She speaks from experience. Yes. <laughs> I would definitely agree with that. I would say that the importance of knowing um, and having labels is so that you are not blindsided. When you don't understand what game you're playing, then you don't know the rules and you probably gonna lose. So labels are important for that reason. And then it is, it is okay for you to know what you are looking for in a relationship. And if you're not getting it, um, that's not considered selfish. That is just considered wisdom. If you ask me, yeah, move on. It's considered knowing what you want and going yeah. after just that. And if it doesn't look like what you want, move around it and you keep going let leave it where it's at and on yeah. that note ladies give yourselves a round of applause for another amazing episode y'all have dropped so many gems today and i want you all to tell the listeners we'll start with you daria where can they find you find me at hot tea with d on um, facebook and on instagram awesome and t baby where can the people find you you can find me at i am tori rihanna on Instagram, I'm also on Facebook at um, Tori Augustus, but I'm not nearly as entertaining <laughs> So I am on Instagram. Trust me, just follow me on Instagram. <laughs> or wherever they have told you to. And again, your opinions are always valued and appreciated. So glad to have you ladies on the show. And on that note, I'll be right back with the Montana Minute. And now this brings us to the Montana Minute. The first thing, if labels are important to you and you want a label, don't sign up for a partnership with a person that does not feel the same about labels because you are then signing yourself up for disappointment when that label does not happen. The next thing, understand why you want the label in the first place so you are grounded in that choice and are able to stand your ground even more so if someone wants you to waver in that. Always know what you want and why you want it when it comes to love and relationships. And the last thing, if someone does not believe in labels and or does not want to give you one when it comes to your partnership, just go ahead and gather your things now and leave. You will not convince them and you should not want to convince them. So don't even try. So 
Be sure that you share this episode with a friend that needs it. Leave us a review on your favorite listening platform. And now I ask you the question, to be single or not to be. Signing off, yours truly, Shanna Montana.